Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 104. The Bills lose a heartbreaker to Hucks Titans. Arizona is a problem. And from your in-house shoulder reporter, the Browns are in trouble. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. All right, welcome back to episode 104. Look who's talking NFL, your favorite NFL podcast brought to you from coast to coast right here in Canada. We are at Great Valley Studios, still working on the name, out here in BC. Joined by my man, Weird Mike, with your gambling donut and your lucky college picks, as well as Huck Daddy, Huck Media, the biggest Titans fan north of the border, King Henry's favorite jester. Go to huckmedia.ca for any and all media needs. We got Leslie doing stats. Uh, we got a bunch up there. Our Hugh picks are now 21, 14, and 1 after a 3-3 three and three week. Brady kneeled away the spread on Thursday night football, if you can remember that far away. And the Pats looked like they had that spread in the bag, but overtime is overtime, and that was a good one. Nihao, Priviet, Ola, Bonjour, Guten Tag, and Bonagam, which is Sri Lankan, if you're just joining us at th- this season for your first episode. Welcome to Look Who's Talking NFL. We give you actionable intelligence to make a lot of picks and a lot of money on the NFL. We try to skip the fluff and get right into the stuff. We got a lot of stuff for you. We're going to get uh, going real quick. Uh, if you watch Monday Night Football, no Mannings for a couple weeks in a row now. I do miss them. They are missable gap mannequins of some football knowledge. And I missed them this week, uh, especially for the Bills-Titans game, which ended up being a dandy. Watch that game. Still very impressed with our Buffalo offense. They are just unstoppable. Uh, I wish we had drafted a better running back. Uh, the guys we got are okay, but they're going to need to step it up because our passing game is phenomenal. We just need a little bit of running the ball. Huck must have been somewhere down on the east side of Toronto, jumping out of his seat twice when King Henry busted one for 86 yards and going over on every prop ticket. (laughs) I was trying to give you an under that I liked. I still liked it. Besides that big one, he didn't have that great of a game, but I all hail to the king. He won that game. Not right. His other two touchdowns. Yeah, don't worry about those. Not not that great of a game. I'm I'm just saying I gave away the prop for under 97 and a half yards. He had an an 86-yard run that kind of dusted it. Hey, um, buddy boy, the king went for a buck sixty three tutties. I know the MVP race is on. It's okay. true. Fuck Tommy boy. No. Fuck Aaron. Stop saying it's, fuck it, Tommy it, boy. It, it, it is time to recognize the king. I am Bill's mafia all the way. Yeah. I have been preaching the king and the disrespect for what this guy does, which nobody has really been able to do in two decades. And that's carry three to four years of workload for a high quality, high octane offense. All right. I'm with Huckster, buddy. Hey, it's very impressive. I was I was sent a stat this morning. Rushing leaders after week six. Derrick Henry has 783 yards. Number two, Derrick Henry after contact has 587 yards. Come on. And then number three, Nick Chubb has 523. So he's got 50 up on everybody else after first contact. That's out of control. Damn. You know, I saw I saw Akeem Hunt is actually like eighth or ninth on that list. Like, just imagine Chubb wasn't splitting carries. Like, you know, he'd be up there a bit. Kareem. But he's no Derrick Henry. Let's all, uh, all praise the king. Maybe we can get Leslie to look at this. What is, what is his current MVP odds? Because Michael... 
Huck Daddy around this time last year. You guys laid down some lumber. Didn't work out, but it was all honorable. It was early. It was actually later in the year that I did it. And I did it in lieu of one of Huck's uh, little little gas money. This little classic weird Mike switcheroo. Kind of turned 30 into 3K. Um, But I did it at the beginning of this year. 25 pays. Uh, I'll check it out. It was, I got a plus 5,000. So it's probably about half that now. Okay. Um, well, just, yeah, just speaking of MVPs, I know it was boring and everyone kind of forgot about it because the Eagles made it somewhat tight at the end, but Tom Brady's still well on his way to, I think an MVP season. I know Lamar and his six and oh, Arizona Cardinals are, are starting our uh, Kyler. Definitely a favorite, and I'm not disputing that. But I, I, we've been watching a lot of football, Mike. We see the way these things work out. I don't think Arizona's going undefeated. I'm gonna keep betting on them probably till I till they till they lose. But uh, I, Tommy Boy just throwing, you know, three, four, five touchdowns a game on his way. Like he's got a really easy schedule, so he's on his way to like a two, three loss season. I don't know. That's where that's where my money is. I got him at a plus a thousand. He's at plus eight fifty right now. Uh, I'd still someone I'd take a look at. Of course, Josh Allen, always, uh, always a guy you want to look at. Lamar Jackson, two weeks ago, he was plus 2,500 to win the MVP. He's now hovering around, I think, plus 1,250, plus 1,400. No, terrible. Stay away from Lamar, folks. He's already got one. Yeah, I know. There's already people that need one, like the King, like Tommy Boy at age 44, still doing it. Like yep. maybe a, a trendy Kyler on but, Arizona. But it, but if the Ravens do keep charging and like, you know, get into the playoffs with two or three losses, Lamar's on pace to have a better season than his MVP season. So we'll see. But anyway, the MVP ask very, LeBron. That doesn't very, always matter. That doesn't always matter. Did you see speaking of LeBron? Did you see um, he, he Instagram something in, in like support of Colin Kaepernick? He was like, I'm with you, Cap, you know, and it yeah. ended up being a little dicky. <laughs> They do look a lot alike in a black and white picture, but um, great, sh- great show, by the way, FX, Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. It's about little Dicky. Oh yeah. And his real life. And there's your FX. You know, all the shows we recommend are on FX, by the way. And I don't even have FX. <laughs> Sneaky, good network. It's called Dave. He's a white rapper named little Dicky. And it's about his life in LA. How nobody believes he's this high quality rapper. Uh, hilarity at its finest. Yeah. Uncensored hilarity. Have either of you watched any of Squid Game? No. I got one episode left. It's really fucking good. It's really good. It's uh, anyway, I'll leave it at that. Adults playing kids games because they die if they lose. It it makes you rethink red light, green light a little bit, you know, (laughs) and running bases. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And marbles. Oh, man. Big marbles game last episode. Back speaking, in London, we were Marvin. Yep. We, we had speaking, been with, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, speaking of child's games, I was going to try and get this fantasy whooping out of the way. Yeah. You posted the bets and Ed Hockley's muscles uh, derailed Weird Mike's welcome wagon in one of my better weeks ever with 117 points. Yeah, that's right. One of my better weeks <laughs> of the year. Still failed to um, get the W. So I owe you Hewlett. 50 beans. Will you accept a $50 Ontario spread ticket? Sure. Let's roll. Swing for defenses. Uh, Let's get a look. Who's talking some shiny new wheels. Yep. 
Um, plus a great way to keep 10% of this $50 investment if we do win. Standard 10%. That's okay. Standard temper. Well, you got to kick in five for Huck, so you're, you're 85 for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. A win's a win. We'll take it. Speaking of a win's a win, uh, if you follow Bleacher Report betting, which is one of my new favorite follows, yes. there was a guy who needed the Bills money line, not spread, money line, to win $160,000. And coming from a guy who hedges almost every bet he makes, or he tries to, I couldn't believe the guy didn't hedge. He didn't hedge at all. While the Bills were winning the game, he could have hedged. He could have gotten out of there with $110,000. He took nothing. Nothing, folks. Football's weird. There's fumbles. There's blocked kicks. There's a whole bunch of stuff that no one has anything to do with. You could have the greatest, best analysis ever. Football's weird. Hedge your bets. Take your cash outs. If there's over $100,000, for God's sake. Folks, a road team fucked up. Anytime, you know, you never want to shit on your home team, but we've been a part of it, Jeff. Monday yeah. night home dogs. I yeah. don't care what your record is, where you are. Monday night home dogs. One of the best bets in the biz. Week in, week out. Rarely happens. because Usually it's a good team getting a home game. But it doesn't matter. You almost take them blind on the spread and you always sprinkle on that money line. My heart, you know, you, you, your heart says don't nut up against the Bills here in Southern Ontario. And more importantly, don't nut up on them. <laughs> We've all seen that tale one too many times. So anyway, hard luck to the Monday Nighters. Great game. And the weird pick sprinkle, heavy sprinkle, was the over. Yes, it was. Which was the final play of the third quarter. An easy check mark. Stay tuned for the gambling donut. Despite the bad pub, went two and one last week. Remember, if you make a bet with two hands at the betting window, it's still only one loss. All right, folks. <laughs> yeah, the, the I love you. I love the nickname of the smash, the double fist smash. I was just thinking, like, what are you doing with your donut there? Like, you're ordering it and you're just just smashing it with two hands. Either way, Teddy Bridgewater, the words of Weird Michael, great underdog, bad fave. Uh, mis- misunderestimated the heart of the Raiders. My bad. And again, it's just talent. Again, this is, you know, a coach's coach. And I know I get that. And I didn't, you know, and smash on the Raiders or anything, but they got talented offensive players. They got a decent defensive uh, pass rush with Crosby there. I love their safety. They drafted Mayock's first year. Abram He's aggressive, kind of a lunatic, like a poor man's honey badger. But uh, I, don't know, I still like the Raiders. I got them. I got them in my top 10. Um, also just going back to your Monday night thing, especially if that Monday night underdog is a division winner from the previous year, like a playoff team. I don't care how bad of a year they've had. Uh, yeah, something worth sniffing on. And if good Lord, hedge your bets, folks, take your cash outs. Okay. hundred K is hundred K. It's way better than zero. Uh, I read a couple other thoughts from this weekend, watching the Colts smash the Texans. Got almost half of our league through our the Survivor. This is the Survivor Series segment. If you're still in your Survivor pool, congratulations. Yes. If you're like me, you don't have a lot of good teams left, but you survived. If you're like Mike, you squeezed by last week. Just a couple of tears in your eye in, in those eyes during overtime. I asked him, I'm like, what happens with a tie again? And he's like, I get eliminated. He had Pittsburgh over Seattle. 
And a lot of people did as well. He squeaked by. I did not add Kansas City. And uh, now I'm looking, the uh, the cupboard's looking bare for good teams to survive with. Your cupboard has a lot of good stuff in it. Make, makes me hungry. Yeah, Big Ange, Weird Mike just went shopping in Survivor Aisle 3. Got the Rams, TB, and ARZ all on deck, all 15-plus point spreads. Uh, leaning towards the Cardinals at home against the Texans. Heavy lean. I think uh, everyone's probably leaning on that if you got Arizona left. But my heavy lean earns have been uh, abandoned on game day the last two weeks. <laughs> so so beware. A lot, Sunday morning is a tricky thing in Survivor World. Uh, it's not quite the spread. And, you know, now that we're a third of the way through, Hugh, you know, it's uh, sort of butthole clench time. Oh, yeah, big time. Like, so, uh, for instance, lean in ARZ. You're, you know, you're shopping at, you know, nice stores for your survivor teams. Okay. I'm down on Dixie finding an old byway with a coupon for the Patriots possibly at home this week, uh, facing the jets. That's who I have right now. I I know they've played them twice. The jets are coming off a bye, but Bill Belichick still has not won at home. And I'm actually the Patriots still, you know, I heard uh, Jimmy Johnson say this talking to the herd and he's like, look, this is an up and coming team with a rookie quarterback and they're, you know, an over a field goal away from beating the Super Bowl champs and an overtime loss to the Cowboys. Like, so it was, you know, it's one of those, like, it's a, it's a good loss from our standpoint, from like the better standpoint, you can look no, at New England. No, no, that was not a cover. That was a no, bad no. loss, man. That hurt. No, no, no. A stinger. Yes. If you bet on the Patriots, like we did, then then it hurts still. But I mean, going forward, as as far as how we view the Patriots, I still view them. I actually upgraded them a little bit uh, just for how they played the Cowboys. Anyway, Survivor, I'm uh, squeamish, to say the least. Uh, I'm taking the Pats, I think, because I, I or I still have the Cardinals left. We will see. We'll keep you updated on Instagram. Follow us at Hughes Talking or follow Weird Michael. Uh, for his gambling donut, last second changes to Survivor and everything else, and even just to watch Baby Cat grow up. Weird Mike spelled M-I-C, and weird in front of that. Spelled just the way you weirdly think it is. But just going back to that Colts game for a second, I, it dawned on me. We said this last year, Mike. I was trying to find the episode, but I was having to go through a whole season of episodes. I'm not sure when I said it. But when, when uh might have even been in the playoffs when it was obvious the Colts were, or when the Eagles were getting rid of Carson Wentz. I said, I'll try to find the quote for next week. I said, the Eagles are going to regret this. Carson's going to get away from this concussion, which I still think was the major problem. Two years ago in the playoff, Jadevian Clowney drove his head into the ground. I don't know if you've seen Jadevian Clowney lately, but he's the size of a Dodge Caravan. So that might be a significant concussion. Throw in the Nick Foles thing, drafted Jalen Hurts. You screwed yourself out of a good quarterback. And now it looks like the Colts really have one. This guy looks great again. And maybe you should have kept Frank Reich. I don't know. Maybe keep your Super Bowl team together. You've only ever won one. Uh, Now you got the stupidest statue in the world out front of your stadium. Carson Wentz uh, is going to play for the Colts for the next 10 years successfully. And you need a new quarterback. So good job, Eagles. I've never seen someone get so robbed in, uh, in football. Maybe besides... Uh, Arizona stealing DeAndre Hopkins away from Houston. But from the sounds of it, after reading some reports from Seth Wickersham, 
our boy Billy O'Brien might have been trying to get fired with trades like that. So we shall see. But highway robbery, as far as the Colts and Eagles for like the next 10 years, what let's what, what were you thinking? Let's get Bradley Cooper back in that owner's box at Lincoln Financial. All right. right Silver Linings Playbook. They have made a shit ton of bad decisions since Laurie and Bradley Cooper stopped being besties. What's up with that? All right. Bon Jovi stayed loyal to the Jets. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Bradley. Let's go. Bon Jovi was trying to buy the bills a couple of years ago. Yeah. Him, him, Trump, uh, Springsteen yeah, had, whole, a, had a group. Yeah. It was a whole squadron of them. I think Bon Jovi was slated to be the GM. So that, I think, I think, thank God the Pagula stepped in. I think a lot of celebrities throw their name in the hat, like businessmen run for mayor. Oh, he's a mayoral candidate. Oh, he paid $30 and filled out an application. That's I think he once you get like four or $500 million, you just start to think of like creative things to do with the rest of your life because, you know, the main goal of your life is over. You're filthy rich. Your kids will be. Your grandkids will be. Like, so, you know, maybe I want to go to space. <laughs> maybe, maybe I want to buy a piece of an NFL team just to do something because, you know, you can only really go to so many dinner parties. <clears throat> okay. All right, Mike, let's give our listeners some picks. It is time. Right, buddy. Uh, thanks for all the follows, the shares, uh, and everyone, everyone, everyone participating in our point spread contest brought to you by Team LTD and Bet Openly. Go to betopenly.com. Check out peer-to-peer wagering. Nice list of everyone else's dumbass bets you can take. Like somebody lowered the over-under number on Arizona. Uh, and I smashed on that as an underdog Arizona Cleveland game over under took it, loved it. Probably one of my biggest bets of the week. Um, okay. Mike, you, I'm going to give you honors. The Michigan state Spartans with your boy Sparty came through with the college pick again, not exactly a barn burner, but they did squeak by in classic big 10 fashion. Uh, you, uh, the row, Iowa over the Nittany lions. Sparty and the boys uh, covering over the Hoosiers. Pick Let's six, go. block punt, Sparty special. Covers the three and a half on the road. I'm sticking on the road. Weird pick, two and one last week, seven and seven on the year. Our host Hughes throwing me a monkey wrench in the picks this week, and I'm going to roll with it early and often. College pick, see if this rings a bell. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> Come after me. Oklahoma State Cowboys, your eighth ranked team in the nation on the road versus the unranked Iowa State Cyclones. Plus seven. That's right. Not minus seven. Eighth ranked, undefeated, Big 12 title in sight. Plus seven. Ames, Iowa. Mike Gundy. He's got a mullet and bangs i don't know what this guy's doing with his hair <laughs> out in stillwater oklahoma but his good team is getting seven points and i'm gonna take it hard and of course comes the money line sprinkle um oklahoma state cowboys plus seven your college pick red hot two and oh on the year back to the big boys the show the nfl we're gonna be going with a lighter smash a lighter smash on sunday night indy plus four at the San Francisco 49ers. Let me tell you something about the NFC West. It's got two teams and it's got two other teams. 
It is time to throw in the towel and save your roster and start planning for next year. Niners, Seahawks. Why are the Niners favored over anybody? Okay. Plus four, Colts. Heartbreak on Monday night. Got right at home against the Texans. Slugfest, physical team. Carson found his groove. Talk to Stella. Colts, big time money line. Is that worth two, Hugh? Can I take the? I want to take the money line up. The smash is the spread, plus okay. four. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Give give people money in their pockets. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Colts money line, guys. Colts money line, very tasty. And I'm, the I'm forty. <laughs> and the sprinkle. The dirty birds. I keep saying I'll never do it. Got to keep doing it. They are two and a half point favorites at the Miami Dolphins who are for the first time in NFL history playing a game after they played in London. No buy for the Dolphins after a UK heartbreak. They're coming back angry, pissed off, confused. And here comes an Atlanta team who is off their London buy, who had a remarkably different experience overseas. Let me tell you, I've been to London. There's two sides to that city. Okay. There's a good side and there's a bad side. And these guys are both coming back across the pond on opposite ends of that side. Short price. Dolphins tailspin, man. Total tailspin. That was an embarrassing loss. Up 10 to the Jags. Come on, man. Urban tried to lose that game twice. And they still gave it back to them. Dirty Birds, minus two and a half, rested against the very unrested and very confused Miami Dolphins. Snowflake, Ace Ventura, the only two that are going to save this squad. And I don't think they're coming around the corner anytime soon. Your gambling donut, the Cowboys, plus seven, football, Oklahoma State. We got the Dirty Birds sprinkle, minus two and a half. And we got the Indy Sunday Night Smash, plus four. I love when Courtney Cox looks at him during the movie and she's just like, you really love animals, don't you? And he's just like, I don't do humans <laughs> like a glove. Oh, man. All right. Um, by the way, whenever the hell I turn 40, that's the only thing I'm posting on social media. Just a five second clip of the guy with the mullet and the braids or sorry, and the bangs. Correct. Just losing his mind with a nice orange background. Golf shirt on. I'm a man. I'm 40. Come after me. I think he was he was protecting his quarterback at the time who might have been um, Tweeden or uh, the guy, uh, Brandon. No, Tweeden. he was way later. He was way was later. It later. Anyway. OK, I love you. I actually like your picks. This, this worked out exactly the way I wanted it to because I got one okay. of them. Um, you know, uh, again, wrong on some things, right on others. I was wrong on the Ravens. Uh, I was right on the Dolphins. Everyone's telling yeah, me the Dolphins time. are going to be a playoff team. I'm I bet against them every week this year. I don't see it. I've never seen it. If Xavier Howard is your best player, that's a problem. He's a cornerback. He doesn't touch the ball that much. Um, so I like the Falcons. I didn't take them, but I do like them. I like that pick. Uh, as far as Oak State's concerned, a big Cowboys guy. I like I like, I like. like betting big 12 football. I don't know why, but I, I'm always betting it. They do have some injuries in their weapons. Their quarterback's okay, but running back and receiver, we got a bunch of questionables. Maybe that's explaining the spread. Either way, I would take the plus seven Cowboys. 
as well, especially coming after the big, biggest win of the year uh, over Texas. All right. Um, here you go. Cue the Obi Trice as we get bigger and bigger. Obi, don't sue us. You. As I've said to you before, folks, you know, ignore the power rating, power rankings. This is when power rankings get really weird. When you got intelligent football people putting good teams down their list just because they had a bad week or two, it messes up the way that you're wagering. So I'm hoping to uh, help you see through the seaweed and just swim clear, swim nice and clear to some money this week. Here we go. Okay, gold pick. It's been the third time they've been my gold pick this year. I'm taking the Las Vegas Raiders minus three at home versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I don't care about the Gruden thing right now. Uh, the Raiders just played their best game of the year. I think Derek Carr, like we talked about last week, realized that he's been in that Raider organization now longer than any other Raider, any other coach, probably any other trainer, everyone except Davis. It's Derek Carr's team, and he took hold of that last week. And that was against a much better team, the Denver Broncos, than the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are a tailspin. They don't know who they are. I think everyone in that locker room thinks that this quarterback's probably not the guy. Uh, they, they don't scare me at all. They don't like to run the ball. So Max Crosby's going to have some fun with chasing Jalen Hurts around. I have no idea who's going to cover Ruggs. No idea who's going to cover Waller. No idea who's going to cover Renfro. I got this game being a blowout. So do what you got to do. I think the Raiders are going to win this by more than 10. No problem. On my chart, this is the biggest discrepancy between what I think the game will be on my chart and what the actual spread is. I couldn't believe it. And that rarely happens. Okay. My silver pick. I am taking the New Orleans Saints coming off a bye. Minus five on the road versus Seattle. That loss really hurts Seattle. That's two in a row now. Game-ending drives with their backup quarterback. The whole team, full max effort to get these must-needed wins in one of the toughest divisions in football. But nope, the two and four. Russ ain't going to be back for a while. This is right when, on this flight home from Pittsburgh, and this week of practice, when the tide really does change for a team. Hey, we were thinking playoffs. We were thinking more. Now, what are we thinking? Who are we? It's a bad time to be facing the Saints who know exactly who they are. Hey, we're a playoff NFC team coming off a bye. A couple of good wins right before this. Washington football team on the road. Patriots on the road. You think Geno Smith on the road scares them? Nope. Sure doesn't. Saints will make sure they got a great, great coach who had, with extra time to prepare for the worst defense in the league. I'm taking Sean Payton and the Saints to win this by over a touchdown. Uh, Alvin Kamara and Jameis come out to play. And uh, don't fear the Saints. Okay, uh, my bronze pick. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals plus six versus the Ravens. Number's just a little bit too big. Here's what happened last week. All the favorites won at one o'clock. Vegas got screwed. The Caesars Sportsbook guy came out and he's like, I'm happy everyone's pockets are filled. Hopefully you bring bring back the, the, all that money in your pockets and have some fun this weekend. As in, yo, when all the favorites win, Vegas gets hosed. Because squares like betting, betting favorites. Now, there were some favorites that weren't just square picks this week. Squares and and uh, sharps alike were on the, the Kansas City Chiefs. But, by, you know, if it's under a touchdown with these good teams, the Rams covered. Everybody covered. So now we're getting these bigger than necessary numbers because Vegas is scared of that again. This should be a three and a half point spread. For some reason, it's six. Cincinnati's playing good ball. 
And I like Joe Burrow. He's healthy. He's got weapons. And Joe Mixon's healthy. He can run. This is going to be a tight NFC North battle. All right. So, uh, yeah, six points, way too many. Ravens, I could see them winning on a last-second Justin Tucker's t- uh, long field goal. Either way, it's a tight game. Bengals will be winning this at some point. So if you like the Ravens, you can live bet them. But bronze pick, uh, while I'm getting it now while, while the spread's nice, Cincinnati Bengals plus six in Baltimore. Okay, fourth pick. I also like the Colts. I got to do it. I'm taking the Colts plus four. Uh, Sunday night football. Going up against Jimmy Garoppolo's San Francisco 49ers. I, of the two teams, the Colts are play, playing way better. This Vegas is just basically relying on almost the the preseason spread of this game, which would have been the Niners by four. But that's not the same Niners anymore. They got a couple injuries, and they're just not playing great ball right now. Kittle's still out. So I don't know what Niners team Vegas is giving these four points, but I don't agree with it. I like the Colts to be winning this game, uh, possibly win outright. Definitely will be a battle, but uh, I got the Colts plus four in a tight game that I think the Colts can win. Okay, fifth pick. I just lost it. Fifth pick, I'm taking the Washington football team plus eight and a half. Uh, going up against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Look, Washington's playing some okay ball. They just had a tough schedule. Facing the Saints, facing the Chiefs. So I like Terry McLaurin and Chase and the boys to come out battling because one or two more losses and this season's over. So we're getting a full max effort Washington football team and against an Aaron Rodgers who doesn't like to be put on his ass. He's going to be put on his ass this week a couple times. Again, their offense just goes through Devontae a little bit too much. If you're a team going for the Super Bowl, you should have smoked the Bears. Okay, this game was actually tight against a quarterback who's starting his third game of the year uh, against a defense that's not even that good. So I just thought the Packers should have smoked them. They didn't. And I think eight and a half points, too much. Okay, Green Bay wins this game by four in a hard-fought battle between the Washington football team and the Green Bay Packers. And my uh, sixth pick is the Kansas City Chiefs. Minus five and a half, taking on the Titans. I already know Weird Mike's not going to like this one. You know what? I don't care. Puck won't like it either. But uh, as long as I can get the Chiefs by under a touchdown against everyone, everybody except the Bills, the Bucks, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Ravens, I'll take it. So uh, also, Tennessee's, Huck and I were talking about this before the show. Tennessee's main fault is still their main fault. And it just got worse. Their number one draft pick, cornerback, just got injured last week. So their secondary is getting worse. So I got the Chiefs who look like they're picking up steam a little bit now, especially on offense. Besides the random interception and, you know, just some random sort of football stuff that happened. The Chiefs were moving the ball down the field against Washington. Not really facing too much trouble. So I, I think the Chiefs are picking up steam on offense at the right time. And I, I just don't like Tannehill and the boys to uh, cover that spread, especially coming with one less day to prepare. Uh, long, tough game against the Bills. I'll take the Chiefs. So there's my picks. I got the Washington football team. Uh, sorry, gold pick. Vegas minus three. Gold, gold, triple gold pick. All right. Like like uh, Huey, Huey gold. Louis Uncle Strooge gold pick. That amount, mountain of gold pick. I love Vegas. You should too. And the Saints minus five. 
Cincinnati plus six, Colts plus four, Washington football team plus eight and a half, the Kansas City Chiefs minus five and a half. Q. So, uh, Huckster, you want to you want to jump on what's wrong with that Titan line again or first or you want me to sink my teeth into it? You go ahead. I'll let you go. Honestly, Jeff, you're lucky you slipped in that little cornerback injury nugget because I was teed up. <laughs> More disrespect. First of all, what kind of schedule are the Titans playing? I know. <laughs> Out of control. <laughs> Um, also what's the buck schedule they play the easiest team in the league yeah it's crazy easy besides the bills rams and saints it's crazy easy and the bills rams and saints for tommy are spread out like four or five weeks in advance you know every five weeks they play a real team (laughs) i think uh i think tennessee is a little vulnerable um I've, i've come down to earth huck i'm glad you let me go first uh monday night winners Tough cover, short week, elation. Remember, Bills Mafia invaded that city, man. That was that was like a college game. It was like a bowl game because there was equal fans for each side. So every play, somebody's cheering. Sack, defense is cheering. Uh, you understand? That's what a bowl game feels like. Um, I don't know if KC Nation, Chief Nation, is going to roll to Nashville. Maybe they will. Battle of the Barbecues, you know, sweet versus Of course they it's like what? What's that drive? It's it's like a sounds like an eight ten hour drive. Probably a ninety nine dollar flight on Southwest. Like they're going. Um. So, I'm gonna I'm still gonna have to give the X to the sixth pick. Uh, yep. I love the Vegas one triple gold. I think it's yeah, the first man. ever triple gold. Hugh pick. Who's covering these guys on the Eagles? And do they even care? Like this is a this team's a dumpster fire. <laughs> Yeah, there's some bad coaching, and he's definitely one of them. Um, the Saints, Seahawks, man, weird shit happens in Seattle in primetime. Hate it. That's actually my least favorite pick, more so than the Titans. Uh, I was glued to a Steeler survivor. S- Seattle's a good dog. They're at home. It's it, it feels like a division game for some reason, even though it's not. Um, plus five, weird number. You know, what like con- it, you know what convinced me? And it's fair. It was hard for me to like, too. But that's what I think Vegas was trying to do. You know, I, I really uh, do. I think they're begging for you to take Seattle here because what I, what I watched is as a, as, a, as a, you know, a secondary Steelers fan and a guy who likes to bet Steelers football, I'm well aware of how bad Ben is. And he, you know what happened on Sunday night football? He didn't look that bad. <laughs> and it's not because he got good all of a sudden and he de-aged. No, that's just how bad Seattle secondary is. True. So I think Sean, play, Sean Payton's play calling and another week of practice with Jameis and Kamara, they're going to have a game plan with Taysom Hill just to end this game early and have Geno Smith needing to come back from down 10 or 13 or 14 to try to work some Monday miracle. Um, in case you all missed it, that was a subtle jab at Hewlett calling me the square. No, that's what Vegas wants you to think, Mike. But but they get me with that <laughs> stuff too. They get okay. me with that it's stuff okay. too. I'm just thinking, out, you got to take it because I looked at the line. I was expecting to see like three, three and a half for the Saints. Once I saw five, I'm like, whoa! And that's exactly what Vegas wants. They want a guy like me who's pretty sure the Saints to go whoa. So that's what I, I love, think's going on. I could be wrong. Love the indie, obviously. Yeah, but I uh, actually thought you'd have it higher on your board. Um, but uh, that's my that's my go to this week. 
in the prime time and your Ravens, you know, you, you think plus six, I might say the same things about Vegas in your take. I was, that was I know. The, the, the lions. I think a little too much smoke up the Bengal behind. You, you could be right there. I feel like there's just not enough tape on this Bengals team yet for Vegas to have a true idea of how they stack up against, you know, against like the Ravens or something. There's just not enough tape to go on. So I, I, I'm going with Joe Burrow. And I think I did this last year too. And I got embarrassed like Ravens won by like 20, but mm. I, this is a different Bengals team. I mean, speaking of hard schedules, like this Ravens schedule has not been easy and they're, no. they're getting beat up a little bit, but they're coming together as a team. Um, is, was, that an, was, was that an abomination we just saw against the Chargers? Or are they just going to smoke really good teams now? I don't know. I no. don't like betting against Lamar anymore. This is what, uh, if you guys watched that Charger game, yeah, the scoreline was bad. And yeah, they dominated possession. But this guy's down one score and going for it on fourth down. That's two plays into the second quarter. Yeah. Guess what? He, he got them all the week before and beat the Browns. And... He didn't get him against the Ravens. And guess what? They scored a touchdown. And then when you do make the mistake of the interception or the fumble, now you're basically down two possessions. So, you know, everybody can withstand a fumble, a pick, whatever. But you, you throw the turnover plus the missed fourth. Anyway, fourth down and the gamble crazy lunatic that is the Chargers head coach cost him that game. Uh, maybe they probably wouldn't have won, but the game got away early. East Coast, you know, the band is stomping around there. Crab cakes are flying in Maryland. That game was over quick, and it didn't have to be. Maybe it could have been, but it really didn't have to be. If you missed the game, folks, the Chargers were down. I believe it was 17-3 to in the, early in the second quarter. 17-6. There you go. 17-6 early in the second quarter, and they were on their own 27 or 28-yard line, and they went for a fourth and two and missed it. Uh, and, and I was, was twenty four six the next was, play. And I, know, I was, was thinking of you weird Mike when I when I when I was watching it. I'm like, oh God, if Mike's got the Chargers, he just threw something at his TV. If he's got the Ravens, he just hugged his TV. So how's your TV, Mike? <laughs> it's uh, it's down a leg, bro. It's down. Speaking a leg. speaking of legs, I had a nine game parlay. Just because I've been seeing so many of these hit, I, I, this, is, this is this is right in my wheelhouse. I've been making these since grade ten, and I man, if the Chargers had beat the Ravens, shit, uh, that I would have needed the Patriots as well. And that so two two losses on that big ticket, but I would have paid fifteen grand U.S. Anyway, because I had the I had the Cardinals and I had the Raiders, and then I had the chalk at one o'clock, except. For the Ravens. Speaking of fourth down conversions, just quickly, Huck and I were talking pregame about the fourth down on Monday Night Football. And I said, look, I think 10 out of 10 times you go for that. It's a half yard for the Bills and Josh Allen. He's a tree trunk of a man. He just needs to fall over. He slips and they don't get it. And now everyone's questioning what they were doing. Now, at the same time, even though I knew it was a smart play, I was kind of thinking, OK, if you kick the field goal, I'm not going to be mad here. Let's go to overtime. But if you're a foot away from winning the game, you got you got to do it. I think Huck Huck thought it was greedy though, eh, Huck? Very greedy. What <laughs> What do you need the first down for? You're in field goal range. You're not. It's not like maybe if you're on the goal line, you go for it. Yes. But for the first down, why? 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 
Because you're right. The game's not over with the conversion. When the fuck did a field goal become worth two points in the NFL? <laughs> They're treating field goals like a freaking rouge in the CFL. People just turning their back on points. Guess what? Grown men work hard and do shit all week to succeed on Sunday and Monday. And then you go ahead and pull the rug because you're got a feeling. Fuck your feelings. Put the points on the board. You got the better team. You got half the crowd. It's Monday night. This isn't a Sunday where no one's watching. You kick it and go into overtime and keep the game rolling. Take your chances there because it doesn't win the game. He gets the yard. They still got to snap. They still got to convert. They still got to cross the goal line. You know, you add up all those uh, variables and you probably get a miss anyway. If what I said to Huck, I don't know if there's a right answer. What I said to Huck was if it's fourth and two, I think it's greedy. Even fourth and one and a half, I think it's greedy. But when you get to about a half yard with a guy like Josh Allen, I think you got to do it. Anyway, tough call. Gotta love football because we can just debate this shit forever. Huck, where were you when that happened? Because that was a big fourth and goal, fourth, fourth down I was stand. Sitting on my couch, I was ready for overtime. Like, yeah. I, I was like, why did, what are these guys doing lining up for this? And like, granted, it was a shitty attempt, but whatever, oh. he slipped or whatever, whatever, whatever happened. I, it looks like he's wearing wrestling boots out you, there. You, I didn't you see spikes. That field goal. You got to kick that field goal. But I, I, I like to see it. Um, Hewlett, you know, with 10 games picked, three of mine, six of yours, a couple other chats, nobody took a stance on the Jared Goff Bowl. The yeah, let's Lions talk about that. return to the L.A. area and the jilted half couple screws loose kid returns. Jared Goff, his coach called him out the week before he returns to yeah. his home team. What yeah. are you doing? Rams by a million. I was at a family farm with my family today and I saw a ram with three horns. I think it was a sign to get down on the Rams minus 15. I was at a family farm with my family <laughs> and I saw a three horned ram. Where do you live, Mike? Because <laughs> where, where are these rams in the greater Mississauga, greater Toronto area? I want to go to farms like this. Not, nothing wrong with a country drive every once in a while. Dude, there's a wicked farm that I used to go to as a kid out in, uh, I think it's like the Oakville, Burlington area. Well, Brawny Farm. Brawny Farm. If anyone's ever been to Brawny Farm, shoot me a DM. Probably the funnest fucking place you could ever go as a kid. That is probably the most dangerous place you could ever go as a kid. But like yeah. nobody knows it's dangerous. It's like parents don't recognize. Oh, my God. Like there's like seven possible spinal injuries with every single activity we could do here. You literally would just jump from like the third floor of a barn and land in like this corn, kind of ball, corn. ball pit. And then no, like corn. Corn. I, I don't think it was corn, Mike. There's corn and straw. You got the thing. I just saw it. Yeah. Anyway, Brawny Farm. Big shout out. Never. Sorry, would... no, no way it's as cool as it was. You know, in the early '90s, as because of you know, the I uh, I was at Down, going on right now. Downey Farms, North Brampton, and if I see another divorced mom with a fedora, I'm gonna have to make a post about them. All right, uh, <laughs> Insta Central at Downey. All right, people just and I was one of them. I put my kid on a pumpkin. She slipped down. It got a little greasy out there, but uh, anyway, 
Downey Farms, three horned rams, some solid fun, baby cat, and uh, and some inspiration. You know, Weird Mike likes to find his inspiration outside the bun, if you will, in the sports world. And uh, three horned ram is going to have me putting the rams uh, teaser line on just about everything because the Lions coach shit on his QB when he needs the most confidence going back, facing all his former team, who, by the way, look to be like maybe the best team in the league, top three for sure. Yep. Okay, just a couple of the games we didn't touch on. Uh, shout out Brawny Farm and Downey Farm with your three-horned Rams skewing Mike's picks this week. <laughs> thank, like God the thank God there's not an NFL team called the Rainbows. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, I see a lot of them on tour. That's what I mean. You pick the Carolina Rainbows every day. So just for the, the record, you're leaning Lions plus 15. I I'm I think I'm staying away from this game. But what I'm what I'm going to touch on in just a truth of the week in like two minutes is why you might want to just stay away from a couple of the big spreads this week. Just a couple. Okay, just before we get into that though, uh, just a couple of games we haven't touched on. Thursday nighter, probably tonight when you're listening to this, folks. Denver Broncos facing a very injured Cleveland Browns team. No Baker Mayfield just announced. Case Keenum. The weird Mike of the AFC, Case Keenum, will be starting this game. I don't know if you remember Vikings fans, but this is the quarterback you probably should have kept. When he scolded his way to victory with the Minneapolis miracle with Stefan Diggs. Uh, and ever since then, you haven't really been a good team. <laughs> Case Keenum starting for the Browns. Nick Chubb out. Akeem Hunt out. OBJ questionable with a shoulder injury. Speaking of shoulder injuries, Browns are in trouble. In his non-throwing shoulder, Baker's got his, uh, his shoulders popping out. This happened to me in high school, playing high school hockey and high school football. A little story for you, Michael. You'll remember this. The first yes. play I ever actually made for Mount Carmel High School football. We were up 21-0 over our rivals the Saint, uh, at St. Joe's at, at Mount Carmel, home game. I'm in grade 10. I'm the backup quarterback. I get called in. Because just for garbage time. But there were I, signs for yeah. signs oh, yeah. in the crowd. This, Bring in this, Jeff. No, no, this came we later. You. That came later in the season. That picked up steam later. This was just first football game at home. We played Mayfield on the road. We won. And then we had our home game against St. Joe's. And uh, <laughs> our starting quarterback, Phil Del Vecchio, as uh, you know, he's pulled just because we were winning and there's like, you know, six minutes left in the game. Time to get some of the kids in for some real football experience, especially those who didn't grow up playing football. So I get in there and I got a, a, a passing play. Yeah, believe it or not, a passing play. I got a tight end in Jeff Boss, the backup tight end is supposed to just run a little two yard in route from the right end, tight end position. But uh, as soon as I hut the ball, this motherfucker starts pass blocking. <laughs> he doesn't know what the hell he's doing either. <laughs> I think for a second, I'm like, wait a minute. Was that the play? And then Marvin McCoody, our OAC Jamaican rock star running back, just yells to me, okay, Hewlett, let's go. Starts running down the right side. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to follow him. Oh, my God, I got the ball. Oh, my God, we got a lane. <laughs> so I start running. And he's blocking the linebacker who's chasing on the outside. 
He does a beautiful block. I just slipped by him on the right. And now I got a first down, Mike. I got 10 yards and I'm looking at these safeties and, and guys coming at me, forgetting that it's not practice anymore, <laughs> forgetting that this isn't recess in grade eight. And these guys are just going to sort of wrap tackle my legs, forgetting that I weigh about 75 pounds less than these guys. I don't step out of bounds like I obviously should have. My dad told me right after the game that I should have. And I had a, my shoulder had popped out in hockey playoffs about a week prior or sorry, in hockey, but a week prior. And I run right at these fucking guys and they decapitate me. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't really remember the next seven seconds. I wake up and Marvin McCoody's like, Hewlett, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have to lie because Alcock's coming in as soon as I say I'm hurt. My left, my left non-throwing shoulder is hanging by my belly button. <laughs> and I just get up. It hurts like a mofo. I pop it back in because I was one of the lucky enough ones with shoulder problems where mine would just pop back in using gravity. But it's, it's feeling about negative 10 out of 10. And I immediately, and then like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Knowing that since that play was a disaster, there's no way for the rest of the game they're actually going to call any sort of passing plays. And I'm basically going to hand this off to Ian Vaughn or Marvin McCoody for the rest of the game. And that's exactly what happened. Four plays later, we're in the end zone on a couple of handoffs, and no one was the wiser. But my shoulder, for the rest of the week, rest of the season, if somebody touched it, if I had to reach for a glass of milk, if I had caught a pass in basketball, which I think actually happened at St. Therese, Mike, you threw me a ball a basketball pass and my arm went with the ball. So it's just as a little uh, word of the wise folks, even if it's your non throwing shoulder, Baker's shoulder popped out twice last game, twice. And one of them was with JJ Watt falling on him. Um, this is going to be a problem. The rest of the rest of the season, everything he does, he, his arm, he will, will feel like it's about to fall out. Even if it feels good. Cause I used to, mine would pop out in hockey and I'd look at Gasparini and be like, okay, I need, I need about a shift here. And then you play the rest of the game at about 85, 90%. Anyway, uh, Browns are in trouble because that shoulder problems a real problem. Even though it's not throwing shoulder, this is the NFL and using one of your quotes, Mike grown men doing shit. They're trying to tackle him. Even if he's just pushing a guy away, it could pop out. If he's got a bad shotgun snap, he has to reach for it could pop out. So I honestly prefer to have Case Keenum in the lineup, which is why I'm not picking this game, even though the whole the Vegas is begging for you to take Denver here. Begging, and I probably will. Not as hard. A little gun shy on the Broncos after the double fist miss. But the shout out Big Booty McCootie. Yeah, Marvin, Marvin. Played, some hard, Marvin played some hard years out in Mount Allison in the AUA or whatever the hell they call their football loop out. There's only four teams. It's the CFL of the university world. <laughs> that guy AUA. was a football player. Um, grew up with him. Good dude. Uh, Jeff Boss was the third string tight end, Hugh. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, he didn't run the correct route. And how dare Pretty you sure forget about the, right. the extra point tacked on by yours truly. After that successful touchdown drive. There you go. And how about this for a cherry? I just told the Mayfield football story today on the way to Downey Farms in the north end of Brampton. I realized that baby mama didn't care for the story once I said Mark Szymanski's name for a second time. 
<laughs> Carmel football. What up, Bar and the gang? Pommy. Anyway, Matt, Matt Mayer actually got a touchdown in that game, and they wrote his number down wrong. So the Toronto Star the next day, it looked like I had a touchdown. Uh, I was number 14. I think he was number 11 or something like that. Anyway, they got it wrong. That was a winning extra point. My mom... My mom called me and said, oh, my God, Jeff, you got a touchdown. I didn't even think you were going to play. Yep. I, I told her the truth. <laughs> I didn't want her spreading that gossip. Nice. Okay, that's enough of our Carmel, uh, <laughs> Carmel highlights. Uh, that, that's, uh, I'm, I'm staying away from the Thursday night game. I'll be playing props. We'll post them on at Hughes Talking. Denver, Cleveland, who you lean in, who you like? Mike, you like Denver? Always. <laughs> yeah, watch out for the double fist smash because – uh, the Raiders with no coach were a bunch of grown men doing shit, bud. Huck Daddy, uh, any lean or like Denver, Cleveland? I don't know. It's an ugly game. Yeah, it's an ugly game, but I'm going to watch it because I fucking love football. Okay, uh, another one we didn't touch on, Panthers-Giants. Panthers favored by three. I'm actually going to go with the Giants here, probably on uh, on an extra ticket. That is not there's they're bad, but the Rams made them look really bad. The Panthers aren't going to do that. We'll see. If they, they, if they get Galladay or Barkley back, they could really help. But I'm not. This is a lean. Lean to the Giants. Panthers can score. Right? I, I kind of like the over. It's a low number, 43. Okay. Uh, we both like the Falcons. We talk uh, Lions. You know, Jared Goff going back to L.A. This is like having to go to your ex-girlfriend's prom with the, you know. With the loser coach, with 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 the, the town slut, you know, like that's you're going back to prom. You weren't even supposed to go, but you got to go. And uh, the sluts just she's got a bunch of acne on her face. It's it's just a horrible situation for your prom. But uh, this is the type of thing that could make Jared Goff play the best pro football game of his life. So I will be if I have to take them on a spread, I'd probably take the Lions here, but it won't be making any sort of normal tickets. Yeah, watch out for the Air- buys this week. Six buys, short schedule. Don't don't get greedy. If you don't like a game, yep. you know, there's three, four games less each week now for the next seven, eight weeks. So, you know, they kind of squeeze the lines too. They know, yeah. you know there's a couple dishes closed at the buffet for the next few weeks. That that leads me to my truth of the week, folks. Without any further ado, truth of the week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Okay, truth of the week, folks. Again, I mentioned this during Q-Picks. A lot of the favorites won last week. A lot, a lot of them. Uh, and that really screwed Vegas. So what Vegas is doing this week, they're trying to make up for it. It's like a ref in hockey doing a makeup call. Okay, this is a makeup call of point spreads. Because they if they know that you, sitting there at home, would love to comfortably take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Arizona Cardinals, and the LA Rams, and the Green Bay Packers, and just take all the great faves, you know, win and, and cover. And just football's easy. Well, it's not easy. And that's what Vegas is trying to remind you this week. You want to take the heavy favorites, you're going to have to pay for it. Cardinals need to beat the Houston by 17 and a half. Yes, Houston sucks. But 17 and a half in pro football is still a lot. I'm not saying take Houston. Didn't make my board. I'm staying away from this spread, okay? But... uh if last week didn't happen the way that it happened with all the chalk covering at one o'clock, this spread, I think would be closer to 14 and a half. The, the bucks over the bears, that'd be closer to 10. 
I think the uh, Green Bay Packers and Washington football team, that'd be six and a half or seven. Vegas got screwed last week, so you're going to have to pay for the favorites. So the truth of the week, this week, and this is just as honest as I can get, if you like the favorites this week, be sure, because Vegas is charging you a tax of about two and a half points per game for these heavy favorites. And just beware, these are not real lines. They just got screwed last week, and they know that you're going to take, a lot of you guys are going to take these teams anyway. And they're hoping that the football averages, a.k.a. the football gods, will come back and put money back in their pockets. Michael, Ve- so Vegas, tourist town, charging the 3% value-added tax, a.k.a. the VAT. Yeah. A.k.a. you can refuse the VAT, right? They impose it, but it is not a law. So if you're in a tourist town, folks, and you see a bill that's got an extra 3%, you can ask them to take it off. I didn't know Most that. people don't. Yeah, you can. Value-added tax is imposed. It's not a law. It's done in Niagara. Uh, sometimes in Toronto, there's a convention. They'll go and sneak it in. Uh, that Vegas tourist town wants your money. Nothing else. No matter what she tells you. Three <laughs> percent. And then, let me tell you something. Sometimes I believe them. What are you talking about? It's the town, I think, where if they tell you something, believe it. And then have your credit card ready. <laughs> um, yeah. So just watch out for these big spreads. Uh, we talked about basically everything except the Bucks and Bears, last game. Uh, Bucks by 12 and a half over the Bears. Biggest age discrepancy in two starting quarterbacks in NFL history. How about that? I think uh, Bears give uh, Brady uh, some handfuls. So I do I. Last year at a loss. I recall a Soldier Field uh, loss with the Patriots. I also recall a Bears win at New England um, a couple of years ago. So I think Brady and the Bears... Couple of couple of problems. Brady's favorite weapon has a sprained ankle right now. Antonio Brown, who's become his favorite weapon this year, is uh, is dealing with a sprained ankle. He's not sure if he's in or out yet. You might know more by the time you listen to this tomorrow. But beware of that game. As a guy who loves the Bucks and has multiple futures bets on them to make the Super Bowl, not win it, but make it. Uh, this feels like a bit of a trap as far as the spread is concerned. Uh, but it is Justin Fields starting his fourth game against Super Bowl champs, which is why I stayed away. Okay, um, I'm going to divvy up the results for our point spread contest and give you a new weekly winner. We give you 25 bucks in your Canadian in your bet openly account. If there's two winners, we give you a little bit less. If there's three winners, we're just going to bump it till the week after for 50 bucks for that winner. Uh, yeah, very fired up. I again, I, I can't stress this enough. I think Vegas is going to destroy Philly. Uh, I have I just had some problems. Loading this last on Sunday, I gave away one prop pick that never actually loaded on my story an hour before the game. I had Justin Fields to get over 18 and a half rushing yards for the Bears. I think they're going to have to do this again. I don't know what the number is yet, but it's probably going to be around 2021 rushing yards. Take Justin Fields over rushing yards. That's my early prop of the week. Weird, Mike, you got anything? Then we go shut the huck up. No, man, be safe. Be well. Been watching a little bit of baseball playoffs. How about those Dodgers? Wow. Weird, weird Mike's been riding the Dodgers. And stay safe and stay well. And Hewlett's right, folks. This is not the week to lay the lumber. Make some parlay cards. Have some fun. Maybe watch the game with your lady this time around. Um, light sked, week seven. How about that? Gotta love Bellinger hitting the homer to tie it up. MLB's favorite stoner. This guy's awesome. It's legal now, and he lives in the right spot. 
Huck Daddy, you win this round. Bud, Titans, Bills. But if we meet again, I'd want to be on my side. Anything for Shut the Huck Up? Go Titans. Yeah, we'll see, bud. See you for episode 105. Thanks for following. Thanks for sharing. Giddy the farm up.